0: President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We are not in the studio, obviously. We are outside of the Ford line of troops in Ukraine, uh, coming to you from uh, a nice Soviet hotel. Uh, notice the uh, charismatic curtains behind me. Today we are lucky to have Andras Lasso from Hungary. He's an advisor to the ruling party Fidesz. Welcome, Andras.
1: Hello. Thanks for being. Thanks for inviting me.
0: So, uh, Hungary is an extremely interesting country. It's been through similar to what Ukraine has been through with Soros, uh, trying for state capture, that type of thing. Can you talk a little bit about the situation in Hungary as far as pushing back against the the globalist agenda, if you will, and and your party is is reacting to that and we'll move on to some to the election and other things Mm -hmm. thank you
1: well uh in hungary we have a national conservative government since 2010 and the government has been elected with a the the governing parties were elected in uh, 2010 from opposition into government we had a liberal socialist government for eight years until 2010 and since 2010 we have the current alliance of Fidesz and the Christian Democratic People's Party. And the prime minister is Viktor Orban. Mm -hmm. And in the last uh, three cycles, we had a comfortable majority in parliament. And we're looking ahead to elections, which are going to be held on the 3rd of April this year. So very soon, we're only a couple of weeks out, maybe 40 days, 39 days. So Mm -hmm. it's going to happen very soon. We're in the middle of a a election campaign, therefore. Uh, And... International interference unfortunately has been a regular in our elections. I know in the us this was a very hot topic for for many years and and still is unfortunately in Hungary it's pretty much the the normal standard i yeah I, I must say we had We had international uh, issues really high on the agenda in the latest elections in two thousand and eighteen because of the migration crisis which start, started in two thousand and fifteen. So um, Hungary had a very um, tough stance on illegal immigration. We said we want border control. We said we want to control the external borders of the European Union. As you may be aware, there's something called the Schengen system, Mm -hmm. which means that countries which are members of the Schengen agreement, between them there's no more border controls. So the outer Schengen borders are really important to be protected and defended. And the southern border of, border of Hungary is such a border. So it's a Schengen border. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said when the migration crisis started that we're going to erect a border fence and we're going to defend the Hungarian and Schengen border. Of course, this went really strongly opposite to you know, the ideals of, uh, of progressives and leftists who want open society, who want open borders, who welcome illegal immigration you know, uncontrollably. Uh, You see this also in the U.S. We see it in Europe. It's the same leftist mentality. Um, And Hungary clearly said, no, we don't want this. We don't want to be a transit country. We're mostly not a destination country. I mean, most illegal immigrants crossing into Hungary and crossing, therefore, into the European Union, they wanted to go further north, further west, into Germany, into Scandinavia. But we said, hey, we are a serious country. We are a sovereign country. There's not going to be hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants just walking through the country uh, as they wish. Um, this actually brought a very strong reaction from leftists uh, all over the world, uh, but mostly in Brussels and, of course, right. uh, leftist elites in the U.S. And we've had very, very bad press ever since. Uh, we've been demonized Um and this is now being uncovered gradually throughout several leaks in the past past few weeks, where journalists, where uh, leaders of NGOs also belonging to the Soros network, uh, openly talk about the fact that yeah, Hungary is is treated according to double standards. There's there's a campaign against Hungary uh, for the the positions it has taken, and it's and even if other countries do something similar, they won't be criticized, but Hungary will be. And in this election cycle, we're looking at the same effect. Uh, Hungary introduced a law in last June, which uh, limits or restricts um, sexual content aimed at minors, Mm -hmm. Uh, sexual content generally, but also uh, content which aims to promote gender change for minors. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, there's a limit on this restrictions. Uh, We've had very big blowback from mainstream media from uh EU elites uh, but the government said no we're sticking with this uh we'll have the people decide so on election day we'll also have a referendum with four questions well wow. uh regarding uh, sexual content and advertisements promotions uh related to minors uh and of course whether uh, parents get a say in these issues even though it's a matter of education, whether teachers should decide school should decide or whether parents have the right to decide about the sexual education of their children. For this reason, um, after this law was passed and after we, 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 this debate began, um, EU monies, which were meant, which was a joint lo- loan for European countries to recover economically after uh, the COVID lockdowns, uh, this money is still being withheld from Hungary, so in that in that uh, respect, there's already an interference um, into our economic recovery in a very crucial time uh, for elections.
0: Sure. So, do you see the power of Brussels in this? Uh, like in the US, you're starting to see a cracks in the in the mainstream media onslaught, where people really don't trust it anymore and are looking for alternatives and maybe a little bit of a start of a power swing, a pendulum swing uh, with the leftist uh, cabal, if you will, which is controlling the U.S. right now. Do you see that in Hungary? Are there any weakening of this force that is against what your country believes in?
1: Well, uh, Hungary and, let's say, Poland and some other countries uh-huh. are really kind of an isle- little islands within the European Union right. which follow and pursue national conservative uh, policy and agenda. Most of the European Union and the larger member countries are led by leftist coalitions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, often led by liberal or sometimes socialist. So it's a very difficult situation, and it's a very unusual situation because our media landscape is not dominated 90% by liberals, we have a pretty fair kind of 50-50 um, uh, opinion for conservatives and for uh, liberal mainstream. So this is obviously unacceptable to liberals in in the Western Europe, yeah. they're used to a uh, total domination or almost total domination in the media landscape. Uh, it's unusual for them that there is a national government which is not limited by coalitions, Uh, We are a very, we have a large majority in Parliament, so we had the chance to introduce a new constitution in 2012. If there was anything, uh, you know, a new situation came up, a new crisis like the migration crisis or the the COVID situation, uh, the government and the parliamentary majority was able to act very swiftly to counter these these situations and come up Mm -hmm. with answers and, and put legislation behind it if necessary. So um in that term we are we are kind of unique within the European Union. Obviously uh there are many conservative parties acro- across Europe which are looking yeah. at we as an example. They are looking at okay it's it's finally you know there's there's an example that oh right. national, national conservative governance can work. Uh it can bring results because we are successful economically, we are successful socially and politically we are very stable unlike many other European governments, where you have coalitions with many parties, and it's always very fragile, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to get tough decisions taken in parliament because of the of the fragile coalitions.
0: So, does Hungary still need the EU? I mean, if they're cutting off funds, uh, what do you do? You want to talk about that, or how, what, yeah, what are your we've been
1: very critical of the European Union, but mostly uh-huh. because of the, the EU leadership and the and the political positions they are taking. Instead of looking for uh, you know common ground between member countries, mm-hmm. uh, they're pushing an agenda and we're being very critical of this. But at the same time, uh, understanding the criticism, the Hungarian population is very happy to be members of the European Union. Mm-hmm. And so are we. We don't talk about uh, quitting the European Union. We have no interest in quitting the European mm-hmm. Union. And we also, for us, you know, we were part of the Eastern Bloc behind the Iron Curtain for 40 years, uh, it's also an emotional thing that we belong to christian europe unfortunately yeah. the christian is less and less christian in Western europe
0: yes. uh but
1: we, we we look at it that way that we we belong to to the western christian world so obviously we don't want to to leave um and also uh we see this as a a a, a matter of freedom a matter of uh, also of a way to improve our living standards because the Hungarian economy is very much integrated into the European economy. Most of our trade, the investments and and exports, imports come from and go to the European market. So mm-hmm. we are an export-oriented economy. We are highly uh, you know, we are highly integrated into European economy. So it's it's absolutely natural and, and essential that we stay and that we, you know, and that we work for a Europe that works for
0: all countries. Do you get uh, interference in your elections uh, from the East, from Putin? Is that um, no, issue? not um,
1: in, in like in comparison with what's going on in, um what has been going on in the U.S., the debate mm-hmm. about, um, foreign intervention into 2016 elections and to some degree in 2020 elections. We don't have that kind of uh, intervention. What we have right. is usually international media being extremely critical, spreading fake news. I mean, just if you look at what happened yesterday, the European, um, the EU countries um, decided on sanctions against Russia because of the Russia-Ukraine right. conflict. Right. And Early in the day, there was already uh, news articles appearing that Hungary is the only one blocking. Uh, were puppets of Russia, etc. And and obviously by the end of the day, you know it was EU officials who welcomed that. Yeah, there's agreement on sanctions. So it was it was entirely fake news. And we had this in the COVID situation when we passed a law that which allowed for uh, swift measures to counter this the situation and defend mm-hmm. the population. Uh, we had this all the time. There's always, when we, there was the migration crisis, it, interference is really in kind of like trying to manipulate um, the Hungarian electorate and, of course, the international uh, audience about what's happening in Hungary. And we spend a lot of time countering these these fake news.
0: Where does Hungary stand on the, the vaccines at this point? Because uh, I haven't followed that in your country. I, I know you pushed for a high level of vaccination. Are you Are you starting to drop any of those mandates or where where does Hungary stand we
1: had it's very interesting uh Hungary is not seeing the social tension that many other western countries are seeing because of vaccinations and because of COVID restrictions Mm -hmm. we have we have um led in the European Union in terms of who got the first vaccinations last year and how many percentage of the population so we were I think second only to Malta up until May. So we were the first or maybe the second country to ease lockdowns. Mm -hmm. And lockdowns haven't really, uh, and restrictions. And these haven't really returned ever since. I mean, of course, there's still, uh, um, uh, for large events, there are still like, uh, you need a COVID passport or you need um, um, to wear masks in public transport. But these Mm -hmm. these are not really causes for social issues because otherwise you can go and do what you like. Yeah. So the kind of protests you have right now in Canada, in, in many Western countries, you don't have that in, in, in Hungary. We have had a, um, I think now about 6.4 million people are vaccinated in mm-hmm. Hungary and our population is 9.9 million. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, you know, much more than the majority of the population. Yeah. Uh, who want to get vaccinated can still go in anytime they can even pick which vaccine they want to get vaccinated with but there's no obligation except for some uh, for uh for certain professions like in healthcare Mm -hmm. but um and perhaps now teachers but i'm not so sure um but it's not really vaccine mandates are not uh, are not general across the board and they haven't been a source of much tension at all
0: okay Lastly, uh, obviously Ukraine is a big issue right now, Um, you being a former Soviet bloc nation has that history and that memory, uh, but there's also the push in the West, we feel, is to kind of do a war, if you will, uh, for for maybe other agendas. What what are your thoughts on Ukraine and uh, the situation in Donbass?
1: Well, Hungary is in a very difficult situation regarding the Ukraine conflict Mm -hmm. for several reasons. We have ethnic Hungarians living in 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 Ukraine, in Western right. Ukraine, next to. You the had Hungarian some language border. issues
0: there, right? I mean, some because yes. I said Ukraine was pushing to train or educate all in Ukrainian, and some hang- Hungarians were not. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah,
1: we had we have actually Hungarian minorities in several neighboring countries, mm-hmm. and they have different relations with the local uh, local um, uh, authorities and. Mm-hmm. And uh, local uh, nationals, and it's a it's a um, it's it's often a source of tension on what are to what degree they are allowed to use their native language, Hungarian, yeah. in cultural events, in their cultural life, in social life, or dealing with authorities at local level. You know, like getting business done especially if you have like villages or small towns, which are majority Hungarian. So Hungarians are not a minority. They are a minority in the country, but not necessarily in the town they live in. Okay, so what restrictions they have in terms of language use, what uh, what are their options for schooling their children uh, in Hungarian? And to know, to what age do they have? Actually, uh, educational institutions where what they can attend in Hungarian. So that's usually a, a source of problem. And obviously, in Ukraine, because of the of the conflict and the tensions between the Russian uh, minority in Ukraine and the Ukrainian population and also uh, Hungarians, you know the the fight that's going on is is really for Hungary, tensions in Ukraine are not good. It's not good for the Hungarian minority, and it's also not good for us. As I said, we're a border country with Ukraine. So if there's right. a war in Ukraine, then there's, there's going to be refugees uh, yeah. which, which obviously uh, we want to help and we have an obligation to help. Um, but it's not something which is good either for local Hungarians or the region, either socially or economically. So it's a very difficult situation for us. We've been, um, because of, uh, of uh, harassments against the Hungarian minority uh, by the Ukrainian government, We have been very critical of the Ukrainian government. This was often uh, portrayed uh, by Western liberals as Hungary being pro-Russia or pro-Putin. But in Mm -hmm. fact, we're just looking out for the best interests of Hungarians in Ukraine. This puts us obviously uh, in a squeeze, you know, Um, that's why I'm saying there's no good options for Hungarians in Ukraine. It also makes, uh, makes it very difficult for Hungarian diplomacy. Uh, to 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 weigh uh the different because there's always a it's it's almost like a lose-lose situation for, yeah. for hungarians if there's a conflict in ukraine we want ukraine to be a, a prosperous country a developing country uh with peace with uh, respecting their sovereignty uh at the same time we want to see uh hungarians also you know profiting from prosperity and 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 better living standards so it's a, a very difficult situation for us right now
0: well, András, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, and we'd like to have you back down the road as things develop in in both countries, actually. And uh, get thank you, you for
1: inviting me. and And take care. Be safe in, in Ukraine, and uh, and uh, I hope uh, I hope you can get a lot of interesting material from there.
0: Yes, and I look forward to meeting you in Budapest at, at some point. Take care. Cheers. Bye.